Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Become Fire podcast. It's your host. <laughs> I can't do wow. it. Wow. Father Anthony you, Tinker. You just here. came in like a suave <laughs> game show host. I was trying for it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't give a straight face. Uh, we are with off and running. My co-hosts, Father Peter Teresa McConnell, help me take over. <laughs> Praise God, I'm here. Uh, we are glad to be that back. We hilarious. actually didn't do one last week solely because we were in the overflow of the Bishop Olmstead. Yeah, I can believe forgot about it, to be honest. Like we were, didn't completely, like at one time, like we need to podcast it sometime, yeah. but life got crazy. And we, it was just like kind of flowed through. And Dan's like, hey, you guys all, podcast? We're also a little busy. We have other things. A little you know, bit busy. Not. Yeah, we're busy because last week you were not here for a little bit. Sure, what were you not. up to? Yeah, uh, very exciting in the life of Father Peter Teresa. So I am our postulate novice director. And so I was able to take our, our guys in formation to a healing of the whole person retreat in Brexville, Ohio at St. Basil the Great Catholic Church. Uh, so Healing of the Whole Person is a, is a retreat run by Dr. Bob Schutz, uh, Sister Miriam James. And so it's just an opportunity for us to go uh, and just kind of uh, do some work on our stories, as they say, just kind of get a, a sense of our stories, our narratives, uh, and just the ways in which we have been wounded, the ways in which we've been hurt, uh, and then just getting the tools we need to kind of process those things, pray through those things, uh, and so that we can invite the Lord into those things. Uh, so it was a great, great, great time. It was a great retreat. Got to meet Dr. Bob, got to say hello to Sister Miriam James. Uh, I was able to share with her my love for Lord of the Rings, and she called me a nerd, which was awesome. And, uh, but I think she's also, a, she likes Lord of the Rings too. It wasn't, it wasn't in any way deprecating at all. Um, maybe it was, I don't know, but I, uh, it was, I'm giving you lots of strange looks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so can, yeah, so, but can, it was, it was, can you tell us was, about the healing that happened on the retreat yeah, and I was, uh, I was, what the Lord was doing? Yeah. Or was, Lord, you just want to talk about Lord of the Rings. I always want to talk about Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Uh, but no, it was really beautiful. The Lord did a lot of, a lot of beautiful things for, uh, a lot of the people there. Um, and the Lord did some really good stuff and, and, and myself and the guys who attended uh, and just kind of bringing our woundedness into the light and, and letting uh, the Lord hear. So I don't want to tell the guys stories. That's, that's their story to tell. No, but, just the general, yeah. like just yeah. an encouragement, I think, for this beautiful Be Healed ministry. It's yeah, a beautiful yeah. book called yeah. Be Healed by Bob mm-hmm. Shoots. Maybe something we'll go over one time. Also, be, be Restored mm-hmm. um, is about, it's more of a, for sexual healing or healing from sexual wounds of the past. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they just had this beautiful ministry, these Be Healed Retreats, which going on in Florida very often, but also around the country, different parishes. Yeah, so. the Healing of the Whole Person Retreat is kind of like that retreat, the, the, the retreat for the book. Um, so, Yeah, but uh, how wonderful and encourage people if you are looking to uh, yeah. to deepen your healing. It's a great ministry, great things you're doing. Is, yeah. uh, be Healed out of the John Paul II Institute, is that? John Paul II Healing Center. John Paul II, thank you. John Paul II Healing Center, yeah. uh, based out of Florida. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Bob um, Schutz is, is great. He's got a great podcast too. I restore the glory, plug them, you know. Um, Sister Mary and James probably has one too, but I don't listen to it because I think it's for women. I don't know. <laughs> not that I couldn't learn from it. Yeah. She was great. Her talks were some of my favorite there. So, oh, yeah. Um, and while you were away, yeah. I was watching season three of The Chosen. 
Uh, just to give the preview, we'll probably eventually do a podcast yes. of season three of The Chosen. Much, I need to I catch mean, up on that. For me, season three is like a redemption because season two I thought was a big, you know, we did a season mm. one podcast and we didn't do one season two because season two there wasn't much to talk about. Mm. Other than like, this is kind of blah. So I was like, well, <laughs> is this thing really worth watching anymore? And I started watching. I think season three, they've really like answered, a, I think done really good. Yeah. And really fixing some real issues. And, yeah. you know, you gotta, I have my issues with it, you know, as far as how they're portraying the Lord and the apostles. But at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of, if you, but also with, um, just caveat, like know your know your your Bible, yeah. know your church history, yeah. Um, because everything they're doing is not facts. You For know, sure. it's their interpretation yeah. of what's happening. Uh, because, uh, but something well, we will talk about, I'm mm-hmm. sure, at one point. But uh, with uh, sorry, so I want any more lead-ins before we get. No, into I was our- going to say uh, I've talked to some of the brothers who watched it, and it sounds like it really it's really good at hitting the feels. Yeah, uh, makes you feel some things about Jesus, and um, so uh, yeah, there was it's. My understanding is it's been really just like powerful portrayals of of the Lord's like yeah. love. So, and that's always you can't get enough of that. Can't get enough of that. Hey, I mean wholesome, especially if you're watching things like yeah. you could watch, you know, junk or you could watch something you about the Lord. Chosen, I mean, man. it's definitely sure. you know high quality and yeah. something to it's Lent. Your turn off life. the television and watch the chosen. And this is nice segue. We are on Lent. That's why uh, what we're focused on in these upcoming podcasts. We're going to do a Lenten series. That's right. Um, f- and we're going to talk about um, the Seven Sorrows Rosary. Mm-hmm. Um, it is our encouragement. So every, every year, it's our encouragement to do three things for Lent. Mm-hmm. One is to give something up. And people are most used to this one. They give up chocolate, they give up candy, yeah. they give up TV, they give up Facebook, yeah. give up the internet. Um, my youth group kids are trying to give up homework. Um, <laughs> certain things you should not give up. But... Um, they uh, are <laughs> giving up something that you, or it's kind of like they, they're giving up things that they don't actually like. For sure. One's like, I'm giving up macaroni and cheese. I'm like, do you like macaroni and cheese? He's like, no, I hate it. <laughs> That's like, great. Okay. Uh, and this is in the spirit of it. So we, we make those fasting, and uh, please listen to our previous podcast just about the importance of fasting and importance mm. of this this devotion, mm-hmm. this, this this offering to God. Um, and then um, not only do we give things up, we also make donations. That's uh, almsgiving, almsgiving, prayer yeah. fasting, almsgiving. So giving some alms to those who are in need, those reports of recognition yeah. of the generous gift of God. Um, <clears throat> on that note. Yeah, which you could do this which week. Which you could do this very week is support the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit's Friar Q event, which Amen. helps for our, fun, for our seminarians. Yeah. Um, our auction is now live. So you can go to oh, our website go. and look up our silent auction. Our silent auction is free and open to anybody. You do not have to be present to be part of the silent auction. Silent auction is open. Spread it, get the link off our website um, and then spread it around to the nations that all the world might know um, about the great items we have, which are a lot of great artwork, um, some beautiful um, you know, golf packages, hotel packages, uh, sports memorabilia, just a lot of awesome yeah. things, some travel packages. Um, and then obviously if you're available to come to our event, we might be sold out by now. Uh, we're, of course, pre-recording this. We're at like, we have like 25 more tickets. Okay. Um, so we are down to the wire. Um, but Praise we, God. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, it's really good news. We would uh, love to have you if you can make it. Um, and again, you can go to our website, becomefire.faith uh, forward slash, I think it's forward slash or backslash. I think it's forward slash Friar Q. Um, um, it's F-R-I-A-R-Q. There it Friar is. Q. Um, and you can register for the event or you can make a donation uh, to the event. This all goes to our seminary so you can help raise up priests. Yeah. To, and, and, uh, so we're not crazy because we, you know, yeah. are so busy. We feel crazy sometimes. That's what we're and, and just even say that like, I was able to take the meta information on this awesome healing of the whole person retreat because of Friar Q um, and and the donations that that people make to us. Um, The it's not 
cheap to fly there. They don't really come near us. Um, and it's really hard to get into these retreats. They, they, they book up quickly, but it, it was, um, just something so, so important and powerful for, um, the men in formation to experience things like that. And so I'm very, very grateful for just that opportunity, knowing that it was because of people like you who have supported our formation program, um, so faithfully and so generously. So thank you. Yes. So do alms, give alms. Amen. I mean, obviously St. Vincent de Paul, uh, yes. your parish, there's a lot of great outreaches, you know, we're not the only show in town. Um, St. Peter's, our mission, uh, <laughs> our school. So there's lots of great we're things. We're like the circus. If we're a show in town, I feel we're like the circus. Yeah, that's it's a pretty wild show. Yeah, yeah. It's like you could go watch like professional athletes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can watch the circus, which is something athletic, but just like in a yeah, totally different strange feats you'd never see anywhere else. Like, wow, I didn't know people. I know that. my final question now. So you can think now. I'm gonna ask you oh, what you would be boy, in the circus if it comes. I am for preview now, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. You're gonna hear what what which part of the circus we think it would be. People yeah. are like, can we have Bishop Olmstead back now? <laughs> <laughs> are you guys going to talk about what you're actually going to talk about yet? Uh, yes, here we are. We're going to talk about prayer is the third thing we do for Amen. Lent. And we want to encourage everybody to pray the um, Our Lady of Sorrows Rosary mm-hmm. every day of Lent, or at least once a week from mm-hmm. then. So we're going to Fridays spend, would be good. Fridays is a great day to do yep. that. So we're going to spend the next seven episodes going through each of the mysteries of the Seven Sorrows Rosary, uh, why they're important, what they mean to give us and some reflections and meditations upon them to help all of us to really pray this seven sorrows yeah. rosary in a more beautiful, beautiful way. Now, if you've never heard of seven sorrows rosary, we'll do a little bit of an introduction today. Mm-hmm. And we'll start with our first mystery because we only have seven episodes and we'll probably uh, next episode kind of continue with that first mystery and get to the second mystery of the seven sorrows rosary. Yeah. Now the issues with, with um, the, the internet mm-hmm. um, is that um, I looked up, you know, what's the history of the seven sorrows rosary right. and I got three different answers. Oh, interesting. So um, I do not know the exact origins of this rosary. So the three, what I saw, yes. um, one was it came out of the Servites. So we actually celebrated the Servites this past Friday. Yeah. Um, the um, And that these seven actually businessmen in Florence um, were actually had this, like all had a vision of Mary at the same time after mass. So they're all doing today mass. Uh, they all were praying. Mm-hmm. And then all of them had this vision of our lady um, in which she called them to leave the world and come and live a life of contemplation and prayer and devotion to her. And these seven men did it. Some were married actually. And they, you know, got their, you know, joint, you know, statement of their wife that they should do this. The wives kind of left and went to convents and they went over to join this and started this Servite order. They called the seven founders of the Servite order, but yep. that from this movement begins the uh, devotion to Our Lady, the Seven Sorrows of Our Lady and the Seven Sorrows Rosary. I also saw that it was revealed to her, another proposal is that it was revealed to St. Uh, Bridget of Sweden. Right. And that she's the one who received it and received this um, devotion to Our Lady. And then um, third, um, people would say, well, it came somewhere from the Middle Ages, but the reason that it's popular is because Our Lady of, uh, I think it's Quito. Am I, I don't know if I'm- Cabejo, uh, I believe. Cabejo, thank yeah. you, Cabejo. That's right. Um, uh, that's Quito, I could write a different operation, yeah. but from Quibejo uh, in Rwanda in the 1980s, where Our Lady, though it was an older devotion, it didn't really have any mm-hmm. popularity, and it was really Our Lady of Quibejo when she appeared there and talked about the importance of this devotion. That uh, is how it really kind of um, became popularized. So that's, uh, that seems to be, um, you know, something that's jointly true, but I've heard different uh, proposals as to how we get this devotion. Um. I'm going to just throw my hat in the ring. Yeah, I'm going to go with Bridget of Sweden for this one. Okay. Because she got promises attached to it. 
Okay. So can we just start with the promises? Sometimes you just want to get people sure. motivated. Yeah. So what are the promises associated with the our, um, seven sorrows, chaplet of the seven sorrows? Yeah. So Our Lady promised uh, to those who pray the seven sorrows rosary. Uh, she promised to say, Virgin of Sweden, that one, uh, she would grant peace to their families. Two. Wait, they, wait, wait, that's just, can we just, I mean, that seems really. <laughs> for sure. For all of you struggling. Because like, yeah. so often I get my, my, my kids are fighting with each other or like, you know, my kids don't talk to me or there's all these family issues. So how important it is now, yeah. especially this Lent to be like, you know what? I need peace in my family. Yeah. Let me, let me pray this devotion yeah. and, and pre- receive this promise of a lady for peace in my family. No, amen. I mean. I don't know if you need the, do I need you to say the six other ones? Or just, I mean, that <laughs> yeah, one seems good enough yeah, for me, you know? It's uh, enough for, or that gives me motivation. Uh, the second promise is that they will be enlightened about the divine mysteries. Uh, that's uh, very important. Do yes. they come to know Christ better? Yes. Uh, third, I will console them in their pains and will accompany them in their work. Uh, I would certainly love for Our Lady to console me in my pains. You know, um, I, you know, this is, I don't want to turn people off of the seven sorrows sorrows. It also means there will be pains, but there's going to be pains anyway. Yes. Like there will be sorrows yes. in life. And so we just have to recognize yeah. those sorrows come, but it's good to have com- the mother's comfort, our mother's comfort in the midst of those sorrows. So it's kind of a, like, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, great. I think sometimes we like one to one, like, oh, great. I, pr- I started praying the seven sorrows rosary for Lent and all these sorrows started coming. Yes. It's like, well, no, the sorrow is probably already there. You're just more attuned yeah. to them because you're also, but you're yeah. also getting some comfort. There's something Sister Miriam James said on the retreat I was just at. She said that we will always have sorrowful mysteries in our lives. Yeah. And uh, that's, and I, when she said that, I was like, oh, that, that rings really true. And I don't like it. <laughs> but, but Our Lady promises Well, some of you just live the sorrowful mysteries. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe just for a seasons, mm-hmm. but some yep. of the people just with the suffering they're enduring, the pain they're enduring, their yep. life has just been like the sorrowful mysteries mm-hmm. uh, on a daily basis. Yeah. And so how beautiful that Our Lady promises that for you, for all of us who sorrow, but especially those of us who are living those sorrowful mysteries, that she will come to comfort. She'll come to console us. Uh, fourth, I will give them as much as they ask for as long as it does not oppose the adorable will of my divine son or the sanctification of their souls. Yeah, you know, I love uh, motivations that are self-serving. <laughs> Amen, and, man. And, uh, sometimes, Amen. yeah, it just, yes. it's, it's like, hey, you know, uh, uh, mom yes. and dad are, are willing to help. They, they give gifts, you know, when you ask yeah. for, you know, some, something, some socks, new socks for Christmas, you know, mom and dad are good about getting you some new socks. So um, mama is up there in heaven and she's like, what do you need? And if it's in, in accordance with the divine will, I'm here to help. So that's beautiful. Fifth, she tells us, I will defend them in their spiritual battles with the infernal enemy, and I will protect them at every instant of their lives. I mean, yeah, I've just talked about things that are really important in this yes. day and age. I mean, we're yeah. talking about spiritual attack mm-hmm. on, a, on a on a daily basis now. Yeah. Just on the, the devil's a prowl about like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You know, it's predicted by St. Leo the Thirteenth when you have that vision of yeah. Satan asking for, you know, um, a, a new authority, a deeper authority over the earth. Yeah. Um, so we're in the midst of, of a real battle. So mm-hmm. uh, we need that extra protection. And I, I think it's, I think it's just a helpful referent to and a helpful thing to get focused on because i think it's especially when we talk about like spiritual battle i think it's it's very easy to just be like um it's not there at all or everything is like the devil trying to get me you know what i mean and and the truth is somewhere in the middle of that and and i think sometimes it's not always the best to like to discern what is what i mean sometimes it's very very important to discern that don't get me wrong i'm not um but 
But I think what we should be focused on is just like, okay, I'm just going to do the things that I, that will just keep me spiritually protected. And like, and so I think not worrying about necessarily trying to discern all that, but just saying, okay, like I'm just going to pray this devotion and really promises to protect me. And no matter what happens, like I know I'm under her and our Lord's yeah. protection. Six, I will visibly help them at the moment of their death. They will see the face of their mother. Ooh. Yeah. yeah Another reason. <laughs> if you just need a motivation right there. I, I mean, yeah. yeah that's how you want to go home. <laughs> well, I don't know if people know this, but there, there is a, a, in a church in the church that we do have, you know, the that, that kind of that final test mm-hmm. in our lives that comes. That obviously the scriptures are very clear that it's not how man begins his life, it's how he ends his life. Yeah. That you could be living an evil life, but turn to the Lord and have life. Or you could have living great life and turn to evil yeah. and fall away from God. And there often is the, that final temptation, that final, um, you know, trial it's, Lord, do not put me to the final test. Yeah. It was a prayer that Jesus tells us to pray because that we don't want to have to endure that final temptation. So it's mm-hmm. beautiful that Our Lady would be there to protect us, but also to comfort us and to receive us um, in the midst of of death. You know, as we're as we're in those dying time moments of our lives. Yeah, and I think that's also just kind of an an important thing to remember as we're going through Lent that like. All this prayer, all this fasting, all this almsgiving, like aren't aren't ends in themselves necessarily. Like we are, we are preparing for the death and resurrection of Christ, um, and in doing so, we should be preparing for our own death, um, so that we would then rise with Him. Um, and so that, just to have that reminder that like, my time here is short. Um, I don't know if I was telling you. I don't know if I told you this, but like a, like about a month or so ago, I. I just like looked up, like if I lived like an average life, like if I lived to be like 80, like how many, like how many days left would I have to live? And I, I don't remember what it was, but it was a lot less than like that. I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I was like, wow, like that's not as many days as I thought I had before me. You know what I yeah. mean? It was just like this reminder of like, okay, like my time here is short, like, yep. and I need to be using it wisely. And I need to, I want to be ready for that moment of death. And, and and if I'm not ready, but our lady's there, then like I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if she's there, and Saint Joseph, the patron of a happy death, are there, like okay, then they'll get me through that that final hour and that final test. And if any of you die before us and get to heaven, we're happy to have you come to our bedside at the moment. Yeah, of death please bring yeah. us up to be with Jesus. So I please, love it, man. asking for your help now. Get yourself to heaven and for then help sure. us. Yeah, the beauty of the church. Yeah, as many angels and saints just dragging my heavy soul to the heights of heaven. Okay. And then the seventh and final promise is that she says, I have obtained this grace from my divine son, that those who propagate this devotion to my tears and sorrows will be taken directly from this earthly life to eternal happiness, since all their sins will be forgiven and my son will be their eternal consolation and joy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So that that being to spread this devotion, not just to. So first we practice the devotion, and then once we practice it, we spread it. So this is something I know I've I've seen these promises in my life. I pray, try to pray daily the Seven Sorrows Rosary, mm. um, and uh, and I've seen the the promises of, of Our Lady, kind of that, that were mentioned. Uh, really seen that peace, <clears throat> that protection yeah. um, of Our Lady in my life, and uh, and how beautiful. Obviously, to have the opportunity to spread that to other people. I've been the beneficiary of people spreading this devotion. I mean, I certainly had. Um, a great love for our lady. And I think like 
the the scene of John and her at the foot of the cross and, and the Pieta, like those have been really powerful parts of my devotion on imaginative prayer. But it's definitely been the brothers who have introduced me to this devotion um, and its full depth and breadth. And so um, I just want to give a, a shout out to the brothers for for sharing this devotion with me and, and introducing it to me more deeply and, yeah. and um, to the point where we even did a consecration to her this past fall. So yeah, so be her, her feast day being in September. And let's we're going to get in next time, I think, more why. Yeah. Uh, just because I do want to get into the, the first mystery. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about how to pray it. We're going to get into the why, which should we even have this devotion. Mm-hmm. But just because we're only, we have seven episodes uh, before Easter, we want to do this seven times. So let's just get into the first mystery For itself sure. yep. today. And then we're going to continue each time talking about mysteries and then how to pray it and why we pray it, et cetera. As, as we go through. So the first mystery mm-hmm. um, of the Our Lady of Sorrows Rosary, um, which you which pray, it's different than just the regular rosary. There's seven mysteries, and each time you pray seven Hail Marys yeah. in honor of the seven sorrows of Our Lady. The first one bring the prophecy of Simeon. Yeah. Where Simeon um, receives at the presentation, Jesus, it was Simeon was prophesied, you will not die till you see the Lord. Joseph and Mary bring Jesus, he receives the Lord in his arms uh, as a priest of the temple. And um, he's like, now you may let your servant go in peace. Yeah. What a beautiful day for Simeon. Yes. But uh, after that, he then he prophesies. He says, and it's it's multi-part. First is he says um, he, that our Lord will be destined for the fall and the rise of many. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that just to kind of that recognize of like the fall and the rise. Like sometimes we're like, oh, Jesus will be here to take care of everything. Everything will yeah. be better. It's like, no, he's time for the fall of some too. Mm-hmm. That when they're confronted with Jesus, they will turn from the truth. Mm-hmm. And we see all the Pharisees and Sadducees would be a big, you know, example of that. Mm-hmm. How they actually confronting him, led them away from their father instead of yeah. closer to him. And then um, very poignantly, Simeon tells Mary that her a sword will pierce her heart. Yeah. Um, this being the prophecy of the seven sorrows that, yes. that she is going to experience the sorrow, particularly of being there at the death of her son. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I've, I've heard, you know, that there's no greater sorrow that a mother can experience than watching her own child die. Yeah. Um, and so to, you know, that Our Lady experienced that in, in a very, very, very deep, profound way, that sorrow of watching her son die. Um, but but that's a later mystery. We'll talk about just the yeah. prophecy itself. And I guess for me, the first thing I want to mention is what, what I like about this devotion is you're seeing the presentation on the other side. Because yeah. I do the joyful mysteries, yeah. you know, often. Um, I kind of different season of life um, when I'm just praying through the mysteries. And when I'm doing the joyful mysteries, you get the presentation as a joyful mystery. Yeah. And the joy of Simeon kind of like, yeah. now I'm going, peace, Christ is here. Anna going out of prophesying, you know, the joy. There's this really joyful occasion. Yeah. But in the midst of this joy, there's this, a sword's gonna pierce your heart. Yeah. This sorrow that Our Lady experiences. And she has to ponder these words of, he's gonna be destined for the fall and the rise of many and a sword's gonna pierce you. And I love that because I mean it's it's the it's just the reality of life. Mm-hmm. I know I've said this before, but I love the Pixar movie Inside Out. Yeah, um, yeah. Because it's uh, like basically Joy wants to take over everything. This yes. little girl, and it's only when sorrow has her place that yeah. she can really um, integrate the depth of experience yeah. of life. Because most experiences have both joy and sorrow in yes. them. And this is just the reality of life. Like there's a, some of our most joyful experiences are also touched with sorrow. And some of those far, sorrowful experiences are also touched with joy. Mm-hmm. And it's just the reality of life that I love meditating upon in this mystery. Yeah. I like need to go into the chapel and pray. Like this is, uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean, these, these to really enter into the mystery of suffering um, and our lady's suffering and our Lord's suffering, and then trying to unite our own sufferings with that, uh is is just so mysterious and i and i and i don't even pretend to understand it you know and uh and 
And so just, yeah, I mean, like from the outset, um, you know, Our Lady has this promise. Um, and and has you, how you so beautifully said it that like this joyful mystery has another side to the coin and it is a little bit sorrowful. And, and isn't that just life um, that, that there are hellos and goodbyes, you know what I mean? And, and there are the, the blessings and, and, and sorrows all wrapped into one. Um, and so just even, I mean, just even that promise, you know, like, of a, of a sword will pierce your heart. Um, and it's just like, well, God, why? Like, why does a sword have to pierce our lady's heart? You know, like, couldn't it be another way? Um, and, and in the Lord's ways that are just not my ways, he's just like, well, this is the best way. Um, this is the best way. And, 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 and I don't know why that is. Um, I don't know why that is. And, and perhaps, you know, by meditating upon it throughout this Lent, I'll have some, some deeper understanding for why that is, but there is just like, it just makes us, it just makes us confront and surrender before the Lord um, who says, okay, like there's a sword and it's going to pierce your heart. <clears throat> and it, but at the beautiful time, it's just, that's what opens the heart. Yes. Yes. But oftentimes yes. we can get so yes. closed off. Mm. And even that, that, that sometimes joy, like it's just hiding a deeper sorrow. Yeah. Um, because we're not really mourning over something. And we just kind of like, oh, it's okay. And you mm-hmm. get this stuff like, how are you doing? Like, I'm fine. Like, they're in a better place. And yeah. it's all the, only when we tap into the sorrow, the pain of an experience, mm-hmm. the, the depths of the sorrow of an experience. And we really begin to cry over it. Yeah. That our heart actually begins to open up again instead of putting up those walls of defense, which yeah. so easily come up. And so it's the fact that we have access to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, yeah. the fact that it is opened up to all the great, the graces that are poured forth through her intercession is because she allowed sorrow to touch it. Um, she allowed mm-hmm. herself to experience that sorrow as, as it's, it's a model for us. Yeah. The model of the church, she's the model of the church that we have to recognize that sorrow is a good thing mm-hmm. because it opens up our hearts. It's yeah. a sorrow over, because there are things that, sin has entered the world. It's like there yeah. are things that we have to be cry over, our own sins, yes. Yes. the sins of the world, the difficulties, the struggles. Like there are painful things that we can't hide from and we can't, uh, put walls up to that we really have to open up to the morning and so mm-hmm. that we need to that they cause in our lives it is such a beautiful thing to really see like a person who's who's really alive you know yeah. what i mean and like and their hearts are just there in the moment and they're they're joyful and then they can cry and they can be yeah. sorrowful you know what i mean and, and you you meet these people and i'm not i'm not talking about like overly emotive, emotional people, but I'm talking about like people whose hearts are just alive and tender. Um, and, and we want to be around those people who, who, when they, when our lady experiences her own sorrow, the sorrows of our own lives, her heart is, is just tender for us and can cry with us and can be there with us and for us and can console us in all of our pains. Like she promised us. I mean, I know, um, we did that. We've talked a lot about the grief to grace retreat. If you haven't listened to our uh, healing podcast. Yeah. You're kind of a new listener because of the Bishop Olmstead. I, I met somebody the other day, like I've started listening to your podcast because of Bishop Olmstead. I'm like, great. It's like, they're like, uh, like uh, I saw you done some series. I was like, listen to the healing series. I think yeah. it's one of our best. But um, Aaron uh, Sylvester gives her testimony, yeah. which is really beautiful. We talk about the grief to grace retreat um, and Sheila and how she went on that. But yeah. for me, like we're giving this grief to grace retreat mm-hmm. and there's a, I, I, I want to give details, but there's this moment that's very emotional. Yeah. And, and I, 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 like all this emotion was built up inside of me. And I like, like I was like, it was really hard to tap into it because it was like like overwhelming. It was like yes. kind of like a little bit um, taking me over. And uh, 
but then I was like, okay, like, how do I like really like open myself up? And mm-hmm. I just saw Aaron, like, and I saw the the sorrow on her face, the emotion yeah. on her face. And like seeing her being able to just be open and like yeah. sorrowful, like helped me to tap into that place yeah. of like not getting totally overwhelmed with it, but allowing myself to experience it, mm-hmm. the sorrow of what was going on at the moment. And, uh, and being able to cry through that. And, uh, and, be, and it was really, really powerful. But her being able to open up and her heart being open, mm-hmm. letting the sword pierce her heart helped me. And so it, like I just <clears throat> testify that yes, when those, we were able to experience those people, it really is powerful and yeah. can help us to open up, which is an encouragement to not close off and to just yeah. hide. And especially in the midst of sorrow and pain, like to really ex- let yourself experience it, even if it's difficult and, and it causes pain and sorrow because it helps us to one, heal because we've been able to open up our hearts. Yeah. Oh, amen. Well, we're going to keep going on Our Lady of Sorrows <laughs> next week because uh, we are out of time. Yes. Um, but again, you can look up how to pray it. I know we're, this is kind of a teaser because I haven't gotten like how to pray the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a lot to talk about. But luckily we have seven weeks that we're going right. to go through this. That's so right. we're not trying to hurry through it. We'll just go at one piece at a time as the Holy Spirit leads. Um, and so I do want to read a little just meditation. Please. Um, for Our Lady of Sorrows, just for us to, to kind of enter into this season and, and ask Our Lady to help us and, and be with us as we begin. Hmm. Beloved Mother Mary, whose heart suffered beyond bearing because of us, teach us to suffer with you and with love and to accept all the suffering God deems it necessary to send our way. Let us suffer and may our suffering be known to God only, like yours and that of Jesus. Do not let us show our suffering to the world so it will matter more and be used to atone for the sins of the world. You, Mother, who suffered with the Savior of the world, we offer you our suffering and the suffering of the world because we are your children. Join those sorrows to your own and to those of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then offer them to God the Father. You are a mother greater than all. We ask the Lord's blessing to be upon us. Um, and we won't give our final blessing yet because I do have a final question. Okay. It's, it's two-part. Okay. Yes. And it's totally, you know, we've just been in the sorrow mode, but I'm kind of breaking <laughs> us out of it. Thanks to your inspiration. Welcome to the masculine genius. The um, <laughs> the Francisco Friars of the Holy Spirit, if we were a, a show to be seen, would be a circus. Okay, for sure. So that means we would have to be acts in the circus. Mm-hmm. And so I, we're going to tell both who we think our act would be and then who we think the other person. So I'm going to say wh- who I think I would be and who I think you would be after you think and w- of the various acts that go on in the circus. I think you would be like a dude who could like swallow swords and like spit fire. <laughs> you would you would you do these amazing like um I think that would be you. Um and I would probably like this is a great question. I don't know. I I don't know, like maybe like a guy who like rides an elephant or something like that, or like, like <laughs> you know. Okay. Um I was thinking, well, maybe not in my current you know, physical shape. Yeah. But I think I became one of those guys with the, like the trapeze. Tra- Do the trapeze. trapeze I artists. almost said trapeze artist. I, I just think like, like I wouldn't be afraid to like flip no, around and get me thrown for the other yeah, thing. I could not like, do the trapeze. Yeah, yeah, that would not be you. Yeah. I um, almost thought of you as the trapeze, but I was like, you know, I'm going to go flamethrower. I, I think, yeah, yeah, that's also pretty cool. Um, I mean, the first one comes to mind for you and my mind is like, the, <laughs> like when there's like 20 clowns in that little <laughs> small car. <laughs> just driving just around, keep, dude. You're the driver. <laughs> Pile it up with all. For sure. Oh, Taking care of those novices sure. and posh lights. Oh, That's yeah. the, uh, 
the first one comes to mind. But definitely, I think some kind of clown role. There's various ones where they're like taking pies in the face. I thought about that for myself and as throwing, well. Throwing pies yeah. or like yeah. to the water. They're like yeah. doing the water yeah. in people's yeah. face. But that kind of, there's a little bit of crowd interaction too. You could like have yes. some like sweet moments, bring yes. the kid out and you're like, let him put a pie in your face. 100%. Um, so I think that would be. I, I'm all for it, except for like the creepy part. That's why I didn't give myself a clown role because like they are a little creepy. So I wanted to like. Yeah, and it is fun to me. I mean, I, thank you, Stephen King, for like taking clowns away from us with his uh, it, you know. But I just think in reality, like they're not. They don't have to be creepy. I they could just be fun loving and like nice and happy and juggling, you know, fun things and getting yeah. out of cars and making yeah. you laugh. But I don't even know Stephen King's it. I'm just also, they're just. I've never seen it or read it, but I've yeah. certainly heard of it. So my association with their weirdness and creepiness is not, is not that. Well, I think it all, I mean, maybe it doesn't stem from that. Maybe there's some other reason. Yeah, but I don't know. Just, I guess anybody puts on face paint yeah, in a weird. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. <laughs> some dude with like <laughs> big, pa- red big hair. pants yeah. and suspenders makes yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I didn't want to have you have you, but you're like your guy who puts his like head in the lion's mouth or something. That's yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do that either. Um, so I can ride an elephant or like, you know, yeah, I guess you could be, you know, you know. I don't know. the circus is just not my cup. I just don't belong in the circus basically. But I think driving the clown car is probably yeah, I think that's what right. I would do for yeah. sure. Maybe the, it's not a clown driving the car, but he's like driving all the clowns around. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of you in our community too. <laughs> it's like all of us are stuffed into a car and you're driving us around uh, come from on, place boys, to place. We'll get there. Oh, goodness. Uh, and Lord, we thank you for thank this Lenten Jesus. season. Help us, strengthen us, and help us to faithfully carry out this time of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And may your blessing be done upon each and every one of us as I bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.